What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. Doing another video recording podcast while I have a cocktail. And today's podcast, I'm going to be jamming with you guys and going over a this video I put up of Reed Hastings, the CEO of Netflix. I think he's still the CEO of Netflix, where he talks about your business and employees, they're not family, and why he doesn't believe you should look at them as family. And I reposted this video and I had a lot of, a lot of people agreeing, let me post back, a, a loud minority agreeing, but then in the DMs and some conversations I had with people offline, you know, a, a lot of disagreement here and I want to jam on it. And then I want to go into, say on this topic of employees, I want to show you a few, for any of you watching this on YouTube, you'll get the visual or if you're watching on your phone on Spotify, I want to show you what a the job posting situation looks like in this like in this industry right now. So many of you guys complain about, I can't find any help. And I'm going to show you exactly, exactly what I'm talking about. As to, this is why you're not finding any fucking help. I'm going to show you a shit job posting. What I think is a shitty job posting for a micro gym that is live. We're gonna, I'm going to call this gym out. And I'm going to show you what, what I think is a great job posting for another micro gym. Okay. Then I got some notes and stuff I want to go over. This is going to be kind of a full on. Um, I was I was going to make this. I'm, I mean, this is still going to be some new material inside of Microdream University. But I'm I'm liking fucking around with these video podcasts and some of this software. I'm just not going live and st- live with it on YouTube because uh, I I honestly just haven't fucked around with that enough. So anyway, here we go, guys. Mm. Bottoms up. That's good. All right. So here is the video. From uh, this is Reed Hastings, okay? Reed Hastings talking about the concept of having family, family members in your business. Your employees being, we're just a big family. No, you're fucking not. And Reed Hastings agrees with me. To be a classic metaphor for companies was the family, and you'd hire them, and you'd be like, we're a family, you know, we look after each other. And it's kind of baloney because, you know, uh, you'll lay someone off in a way that you wouldn't, you know, your sister. It's like you want them to work for you like they were a family member for free and cheap, but you're not really prepared to treat them like a family member, if you're honest. And so really the professional relationship is like a sports team. And if you want to win a championship, you got to have incredible talent at every position. And so we say, look, we're like a professional sport, not like your kid's soccer team, but no, like a professional sports team where we pay people well, we want them to win. And if you have one bad game, you don't like lose your position, but ultimately you're fighting for your position every year. And that's how we feel about it. As long as we're honest about it, it's exciting because then uh, you can play really sophisticated sports. So to do a blind pass in soccer and you just know the person's there, that's an art. You need great teammates, you know, that you are so well rehearsed. And, you know, so to do that, you need great talent. And that's fun to be around. It used to be a classic metaphor. All for- right. So that was, in my opinion, I think very, very well, very well broken down. The sports analogy, wanting this to be like a professional team. You guys ever watch Hard Knocks, the HBO documentary that follows a different NFL team around every season? And you, you know, they do this incredible job of creating the storylines of all these different athletes going into training camp, knowing that there's a lot of motherfuckers that are going to get cut during training camp. And some of them, like, you really grow to like them. They do a really good job of making them likable characters and showing that, hey, they're talented and maybe they had a few, you know, they've had a bad week or two of training, this, that, the other thing. And you'll see live the coaches calling them into the office and cutting them. And how professional it is. These are guys that are like, this is their entire life. Like, this is how they put food on their kid's table. And, you know, the head coach is just like, hey, yeah, come on in. No, good to see you, man. Good to see you. Yeah, listen. So, by the way, we're cutting you. And, uh, yeah, we're going to cut you so, you know, you can clean out your locker and you don't need to come in tomorrow. But, dude, thanks so much for coming out. It's been awesome to get to know you. I wish you nothing but the best of luck. And it's so cold when you first see it. But then you realize these guys are literally, it's nothing personal. You were here to try out. You were here to try to make the team. Unfortunately, there are X amount of spots and there's two X of you guys. So that means not everyone can make it. You, unfortunately, are one of the ones that did not make it. 
It's very similar in the in business and in the gym. You guys have employees, some of you have employees right now that you know, if I put a gun to your head and I said, which one of these motherfuckers, these coaches, are not doing your business justice? They are underperforming by most metrics you could analyze them by, yet you still allow them to show up on the floor because, well, I don't have anyone else. I can't find any other coaches. Uh, I don't want to have to coach the 5 a.m. A bunch of members like them. You got some whatever bullshit, pussy-ass excuse. How many? Like, I know you're you're thinking of an employee right now versus just being a grown-up and being able to, hey, listen, come on in, man. So this, you know, this conversation that we're about to have right now, it's going to sound very reminiscent of the last two to three performance reviews we've had. We've been having these performance reviews every 90 days, and it, the same kind of consistent patterns pop up, right? Walking in here and coaching in your Crocs with socks on. You know, you're looking at your cell phone while you're coaching classes. You're showing up five minutes before the start of class. The same kind of issues are popping up. And I know we've brought this up to you and I've asked you, how can I help you do better? What tools and resources can I provide? And most of these, in our our previous conversations, you've admitted, I just got to do better. Well, it's been over six months and it hasn't gotten better. So today's going to be your last day coaching with us. I appreciate your time here. I wish you nothing but the best in the future. I do think you have the potential to be a great coach, but unfortunately, it's not going to be here. Thank you so much. I've already got this upcoming class covered. You can empty your stuff out of the locker. Boom. You know, I'm going to do an email, blah, 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 with the, the members and just let them know you're moving on, so on and so forth. I appreciate you not making this dramatic, but this is the direction we're going to be going. Yeah, that's hard. And I know a lot of you are like sitting in your skin's crumbling. Well, oh my God, but what if they go on Facebook and they tell the members I fired the shut the fuck up? That's it. So what? That's the number one thing I get. Like when I'm walking a business through that's hired me, right? They've got a, an HR thing and we are going to be shedding some old, you know, some low performing staff members. The number one thing the gym owner is generally concerned, but what happens on the drama fallout? Like what happens if they tell people? They're going to tell people. You're going to tell people. Who cares who tells who? If you think you've got a coach or a staff member that has the fucking heartthrob of the business by the balls, meaning if they leave, they're going to exit with 30 to 40 people, well, fucking shame on you. If you let yourself become that vulnerable because you didn't want to wake up for any of the 5 or 6 or 7 a.m. classes over the past three years and fucking Coach Johnny has become the face of the brand to that entire cohort, then yeah, dude, girl, whatever, you're, you deserve what's coming, unfortunately. Now, that's when, why this is why these one-to-many, you know, giving you advice, one-to-many, I don't know who the fuck you guys are. This is why the nuance is in individual conversations and why we need to get on a call and actually create a strategy around it because he's got to go. But if you truly believe that there is an immense fallout that would happen that would financially crush you, then there's a strategic way to do it. Now, to move on from this, I want to talk about something else. I want to go ahead and I want to stay on this Netflix thing. There is this Inc. article that I want to share with you guys. So... This is the Inc. article. Stop calling your company family. How Netflix offers a masterclass in building organizational culture. Now, I'm not going to read this article to you. This was published in, fuck, when? Um, Is there a date on this thing? I don't know. There's no date, which is odd. Because generally, there's fucking always a publication date. Uh, August 3rd, 2023. All right? Go check this out. Like, read the entire thing. I'm not reading this to you. Go read this whole thing. It's on Inc.com. But there's a link in there, and it's going to take you to this. And this is what I wanted to show you. And honestly, this is one thing when I show this to people, like, and you can do this with most companies. Most big companies that you like, God, I aspire to be like Apple. Man, I love Patagonia. Dude, I think Lululemon has just got a great company culture. How do I do that? You realize they published this shit publicly? Like it, it's out there. So right here is on Netflix. This is Netflix. If you go to jobs.netflix.com backslash culture, this is literally right here. Netflix culture is all about seeking excellence. And it goes through. And this thing is probably, if you were to print this out, this is probably, I don't know, five or six pages. 
and it breaks down every element of what they look for in their HR department, their human resources. And it's a great read. I cannot recommend any of you enough to head on over jobs.netflix.com backslash culture and read this motherfucker. And, and sit back and think, be like, okay, like, because a lot of you, I think, have these thoughts. You just don't know how to put it all together. And like, when you get to see a quote, a template, which I fucking hate that word. When you get to see a template from, oh, I don't know, Netflix, it really, really helps you kind of see like, oh, this is a good way I can put it together. And they said what I've been thinking. It can help a lot of you guys. I know from a creativity perspective, right? I do this too. But I highly recommend you can do this. Like, go ahead and put in like company culture, company core values, um, company manifesto, whatever of whatever brand that you really emulate. Like, you've you've seen their stuff. You like the, you like what they represent. I promise you can find plenty of this shit out on the interwebs. Okay, there was that. Now I want to take a second, and I want to go and I want to talk real quick about a few things that I see in the marketplace, right, our industry. And I just want to talk about some truths of this HR thing. This is where I'm going a little bit kind of like what I would do in MGU, just not as polished. But I I want to educate you guys. If you're watching on the video, you'll get it. You're going to get it if you're listening to. You just don't get the, you know, the big benefit of the, uh, you know, seeing this shit live. So here we go. Can I share a screen here, please? Can I get a screen share? All right, here we go. So when it comes to keeping employees for a long period of time, because remember, the intention of it, or the retention of an employee is so much more important than the retention of a customer. Customers have a natural churn cycle. Employees in some businesses do too, and that's okay. There are very successful businesses that churn through employees, and there's a big enough talent pool to pull from. Think of fast food workers. You can be a fucking Riri and work at the drive-thru at Taco Bell because the skill set needed is so low. Unfortunately, in the fitness industry, we're faced with this conundrum where we're looking for these highly skilled individuals, yet we do not compensate to a degree in which highly skilled individuals or aspiring highly skilled individuals are motivated to go through school and education and internships and, and go down that entire path to pursue it because there's no money in it. Think of your friends who are lawyers or doctors or CPAs or whatever where it requires lots and lots of schooling. It's because there's a fucking pot of gold on the other side of that. Sure, it's probably rewarding too, blah, 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 whatever. There's definitely a lot of fulfillment there, but I'd say there's a fucking paycheck. There is a lifestyle attached if you put in the work. It's not there for the fitness industry. It truly only exists if you make it up the ranks corporately into the large, you know, the small amount of large companies here in the US, fitness-wise, or if you go the entrepreneur route and you fucking do well, which you have a very slim chance of that happening. So with that being said, and I only say, by the way, that whole slim chance comment I just made, that's just a tip. That's a small business America, fucking 50% of us fail in year. That it's that kind of stat. I'm not shitting on like, oh, don't own a gym, you're gonna fail. I'm just stats are there, 50% of us die in year one. It just happens. Um, okay, so this is so if you're looking at this on the screen right now, I've got two words written up real big: compensation and fulfillment. These are the only things you day trade on when it comes to your employees, how much you're paying them and how much they love their job. That is it. And inside of compensation, I'd also bat, you know, wrap up benefits, PTO, 401k match, shit like that. Okay. Now, if you look at my little cute little drawings here, when compensation is low and fulfillment is high, you can have a very happy employee. I experienced this. Many of you have experienced this. You paid somebody dick. You paid them a very, very small amount of money. Yet, when they show up to work, they realize I get to wear Lululemon to work every day. I get to coach people for a living. I'm not in an office. I don't have to deal with office politics. I don't have to get on seven Zoom calls a day. I love my job. I'm not making a lot, but I love my job. 
I had this happen. I took somebody who was in the corporate world making a lot of money coming to work for me for $600 a month when we first started. How many of you guys have stolen somebody from corporate America where they made more, but their level of fulfillment was so low? They'd be like, dude, I've got some savings. Fuck it. I'll come work for you for a ninth of what I made previously. Now, there's some scenarios where it doesn't work out. Generally, you have to be young, single, no kids, not married, that kind of scenario. But it does happen. It happens every day in small business America. Somebody goes to work for a small business owner where they make way less than what they could in the open market for what they actually went to school for, but they have a high, high level of fulfillment working there. Generally, this is where like a client becomes a coach or a GM or something like that, or they quit or someone, you know, who decided to quit corporate America because they lost 60 pounds, had a you know, revitalization of their life and dedicated their life to fitness. All right. So you get a smiley face. If compensation is low and fulfillment is high, you can still have a very, very happy employee. You will have to match that compensation. That compensation and fulfillment will have to get high at some point. You will have to bring compensation up. And it doesn't have to be all at once, but you have to gradually, continuously increase compensation over time. Number two, we've got compensation is high, right? but fulfillment is low. This is that person I just talked about coming from corporate America. I make a lot of money, but I hate what I do. That person is kind of stuck. It's what we call golden handcuffs. It's a strategy we use in HR to try to keep people. And it will work for a while. But if their fulfillment level gets so fucking low to the eh, 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 like that warning sign comes on, you're about to crash into the rocks. When that comes, they'll, they'll jump ship and they'll fucking, they won't, they'll, no job. They'll fucking quit. I'm just taking time off. Any of you guys knows that you know anyone like that who like made a bunch of money? They've obviously were smart with saving it, and now they're just like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm not going to work at all. I'm just, I cannot be in that office one more day. I'm gone." That person is just—they're right on the edge of quitting every fucking day. And then over here we have compensation is low and fulfillment is low, and that's where the person's out. And unfortunately for many of us in micro gym, you know, the industry of fitness. The compensation is low because we don't make a ton of money because we didn't plan for this. We always plan for the, I want the squat racks over there. And oh my God, I can't wait. I love this one color blue. I saw at Sherwin-Williams. It's going to look so fucking fire in my gym. And I got a logo. We think of all that fucking stupid shit. We never think of like constructing an org chart and figuring out, all right, on a 10-year horizon, how will I advance people's pay and compensation fulfillment? We don't do that, Right. Then you get on a call with me four years later and we have to unfuck this whole thing and plan out that 10-year plan. But low compensation and low fulfillment, I don't care what it is, like you're going to lose that person. So that's kind of the, the little spectrum here of kind of employee scenarios with the ultimate, the best one being high compensation, high fulfillment, all right? Now, here's where I really see a lot of the issues right now. So you're still watching on the screen. All right, we got an X and Y axis. I always forget which one goes which way, all right? But the straight up and down one, let's call that the Y, I think, whatever. <laughs> Whichever one goes vertical, we're going to call that cost, all right? So from zero to 100, cost a very little, all the way to cost a lot. On the horizontal axis, we have zero to 100 on competency. This is how you got to think of employees for the micro gym, all right? Now pay attention. Most of us are hiring people for our small gym, our small business, fit, I don't care if you have open gym, personal training, micro gym, whatever the fuck it is. We're hiring people that generally have a low level of competency, okay? But they don't cost a lot, all right? So we're gonna sketch that bullet point right here. These are your coaches. It's probably even maybe some of your head coaches. This is a front desk staff person. These are fucking low labor, low skill positions. And when I, I won't say low labor, like it's not a lot of work because you're on your feet, blah, blah. It's just a low skill position. It is. And I was like, uh, not my coaches, Stu. They have a level 18 kettlebell taint mobilization certification. So yeah, uh, we're actually really competent. 
great. That that's I'm not referring to you at all. Um, I, you you are a, you're the you're the unicorn in this situation. You and your incredible Taint mobilization staff. But for everyone else, it's generally pretty low competency for lo, really low cost, which is the cost reason is why we go that route. How many of you guys had a client? Literally, this bitch works a fucking BOA. Bitch guy. For every, all everyone who's going to yell at me, it's dude, this chick, this motherfucker. Motherfucker's neutral, gender neutral. This motherfucker works at Bank of America 9 to 5, has done it for five years. They came to your gym for nine months. In month 10, you started onboarding them as a coach. By month 12, they're a coach. Yes, that is low competency. Okay, they, they did not acquire their Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 fucking hours, I promise you. All right, so there we are, competency and cost, and then we start going down the line. This is where people, gym owners, want, all right? This is where they want someone of incredibly high competency, but they want them at a relatively low cost, right here, all right? So this is kind of what we have right here. This is the employee most of us have. This is the employee that we want. We want someone who's highly competent and they don't cost a lot. Do you know what that's called? It's called a fucking fantasy. Mm. It is absolutely ridiculous for you to believe you're going to find someone. Well, why can't I find someone like that can do the marketing? Like I want to hire someone who like do my social media. Oh, do your social media? Do your social, did you, is that what you wrote in the job description? Requirements, bullet point one, do our social media. Do you hear the fucking dumb words coming out of your mouth hole? Do your social media. First off, do you know if you really want someone who understands how branding and marketing and content creation and distribution works, do you know how expensive that is? Do you know what that person costs? And you think because a chick is a millennial and she like is got really cute outfits and I've seen her pictures on Instagram and she knows how to use a filter that this member who you're going to give $209 a month to, to do your social media. And then you're like, yeah, that organic stuff doesn't work. Get the fuck out. But this is the root cause. You want someone of high competency, but you don't want to pay a lot. Guess what? That doesn't exist. Now, this is what I would want you guys to aspire to chase. We want to either develop, home grow it, which means you're going to have to pay money for others to teach them the skill set because I guarantee you, you don't have it. Sales, communications, marketing, HR, compensation, whatever it is. You want to find someone who is on this spectrum right here, high competency, but you have to realize that high competency is going to have high cost. Right up here. This is what I want you to aspire to. I want you to aspire to be able to A, develop internally, which is the cheapest, or hire externally, which is going to be expensive. But if you want to go far in business and be successful, you have got to put together the best team. Going back to that team analogy, the Netflix analogy. You cannot, you know, this isn't fucking uh, The Longest Yard or what's the fucking one with Keanu Reeves and the brunette chick with the good tits. Like, what the fuck? Oh, shit, what was that called? The Replacements and Gene Hackman. This isn't The Replacements. This isn't The Little Giants. This isn't The Big Green where there's a ragtag team of nobodies and they fucking win the championship. No, that's not what this is. All right, stop watching Disney movies, you fuck. And start thinking practically. Like if you have the number one need in your business was marketing, you probably don't have to hire someone for $80,000 a year. You can hire an agency for about uh, twelve dollars to $30,000 a year, including ad spend. So you could get cheap labor. You can't find someone, pay someone that though. Like I want a kid fresh out of college. And I want to pay him, you know, uh, $30,000 a year to crush it for me in marketing few and far between, my friend. But you can leverage an agency. Why? Because the agency doesn't just work for you. They work for many people and they scale so the cost is low. You want like one of the best coaches ever to you know, grace the earth, which I tell you there's no ROI on. Um, if anyone doesn't believe me, come on this podcast and we will have a thorough discussion on it. 
you know, a, an incredible, you know, doctorate in, you know, functional fitness. You want that guy? If that's important to you, you're going to have to pay a lot because his competency or her competency is also high. So that's what this diagram is. And we need to fucking get our brains there. The last thing I want to talk on real quick before you go look at these shitty job uh, resume or these job postings. When you guys start looking at how you compensate people, there's four ways to compensate somebody. Okay, we'll go from the, uh, you know, we'll go from the basic hourly, salary, performance base is what I call it, but it's essentially commission, and then barter. And yes, barter is a form of compensation. No one's like energy exchanges are for hobby gyms. No, you dumb fuck. No, it's, it's literally a form of compensation. It's all it is. It's the actual oldest form of commerce and compensation is trade. Hey, I've got a goat. Hey, I've got some fucking hay. Let's trade. Like it's literally the oldest thing out there and there's a lot of gyms and studios that leverage it in a smart way. Just because you had a bad experience because you had energy exchange coaches and you don't know how to control the culture of your employees, don't fucking blame one of the most universal compensation methods out there. There are some roles you don't want to use that for, but there are plenty inside of a simple organization, which it is. Don't fucking kid yourself. A micro gym is a simple organization. All right. Done with that part. So hourly only, if you're taking a look here on the screen, hourly only, the only issue, if you're only paying people hourly, it's a very, it's short lived, meaning hourly only is generally going to be low hourly rate in our industry. Why don't doctors and lawyers typically try to scale up. Now, granted, some of them own their own practices, sure, at some point. But there are some people that are just career doctors, career lawyers, working hour by hour. Does a doctor make money if he's not at work? Does a lawyer make money if he's not lawyering and not billing you? Think about that for a second. The, if the hourly rate is high enough, like consulting, when my, because my hourly rate's high enough, I can work hourly. When the hourly rate is $25, it's going to be pretty fucking hard to do that. Oh, and have a home. Oh, and get married. Oh, and have a kid who's going to fucking eat braces in eight years. Like, it's tough. It's actually probably impossible. So hourly only works as long as the rate's high enough. Salary only. There's no incentive, which is the hard part. A lot of people don't like salary because the, there's no incentive there to do more. Now, you can create salaries that, that have like opportunity tiers, as I call them, and that, you know, get, let's shoot me a DM or whatever, we'll get on a call. But typically, most people's baseline basic salaries, you get paid $48,000 a year, just doesn't incentivize the employee to do more. It also, a lot of businesses have a hard, hard time with it because they can't easily calculate the ROI like you can in the next category, which would be performance or commission-based. If you only do commission-only, right? So let's talk about that. Think of commission-only positions, right? You're thinking like, I had a buddy of mine when he first moved to Charlotte from college, he moves, moves down. He gets a job commission-only going door-to-door selling roof repair, like fucking roof, um, what was it, hail damage repair. So when Charlotte, when it rains in Charlotte, it's fucking biblical. It's end of days level shit. And people's roofs get fucked up with the, the hail. So he, after a shitty rain, he'd get so excited when a storm came through. He would go door to door to door to door to door in all the expensive neighborhoods. And he might get one or two sales and he'd make, you know, three, four grand. For commission only, it takes a rare skill set and rare person. We're talking extroverted and driven, which by the way, there's not a lot of them. There's not a lot of us out there, Okay. But that's where commission people do really, really well. When I first started in this industry, I had a $600 base salary when I got my first managerial position in a Globo gym. $600 a month living in Nashville, Tennessee isn't a lot of money. It's, I mean, that, I think that literally barely covered my rent in my shithole apartment. But my paychecks were regularly six to eight grand a paycheck, you know, getting paid twice, uh, twice a month. Why? Because I made a fuck ton in commission. Because if you are, you know, and that I would look at that, just, yes, that is technically a salary plus, a, or a, yeah, salary, a small base plus commission, but that's pretty much 95% commission in my scenario. And that's for a lot of people. 
I got buddies who sell cranes. You know, the things that build skyscrapers, cranes. I know another guy who literally he sells elevator systems and shafts to like high rises and apartments, making millions of dollars a year. Commission only, no base salary. So if the commissions are high enough, kind of like hourly, and you have a rare skill set, it can work. Otherwise, for the microgym industry, it's not going to work. What I prefer is right here. I'm drawing a fucking box around it. I prefer a salary plus performance or commission model. Generally, and this is not set in stone, don't go creating your comp plan based on this. There's a lot of things that need to be associated with your financial model for this to work out. But I like setting a salary generally at about 60% of what they make, maybe up to 70, with the performance, the commission being anywhere from 30 to 40%. That is enough of an incentive where someone's like, I know I can pay my living expenses, but if I want to have like an, a, a different, a higher level you know, lifestyle and livelihood, I got to do work. I have to do whatever is required of me to make this commission. So that is my, uh, what I prefer there. So for those of you guys watching, they got the notes. Hopefully this was educational for you, but we're not done yet. Now it's time to go look at these fucking shitty job postings. All right. Check this shit out. All righty. And I, you know, I hate to put someone on blast. I'm going to zoom in a little here, kids. But we're going to put someone on blast. This is CrossFit West Seattle, and I'm sure CrossFit West Seattle is awesome. This is not judgment on them. This is judgment on the lack of education that we have put into. It's my fault. It's fucking, it's everyone's fault that does what I do. We're not educating people enough. It is on us, kind of. So they are looking for, and this is Barbell Jobs, which I love that they're still standing. I wish this site got more traffic. I wish it was a bigger deal than it is. Um, I don't know their numbers. I should probably have them on the podcast, but actually I think I've had them on the podcast before way back in the day. But anyway, barbelljobs.com. If you're not familiar with it, this is for a cross fit gym manager and coach. That's fuck up. Number one in an org chart, you would never have CrossFit gym manager and coach. You would have in your chart, the manager that is one role. And then there is another role coach. Because those are two different things. Way two different things. Now the same person, right? You know, Sally can be the manager and she's also a coach. She is a manager 25 hours per week. She is in that role and that role has a very set breakdown. It has a specific title. It has a specific person that she reports to. It has a specific set of expectations from the business. And she, in that role, has a specific set of expectations from the business, like schedule and compensation and benefits. As a coach, that's a separate title, that reports to a separate role, so a different supervisor, that role of coach also has a different set of expectations from the business, but that role also has different expectations of the business in terms of schedule, compensation, and benefits. Those are the breakdown, by the way. For those of you guys that are in MGU, this is fucking, you've probably been annoyed hearing this. It's always role title, which role do they report to, or who's the which role is their supervisor, what does the business expect of the role, and then what can the role expect of the business. Those are the four things you have to focus on when you're creating your org chart for every role. Don't think of your org chart as people. People come and go. Roles are generally going to stay the same. So, all right. Job perks. Oh my God, just literally, I'm going to take a I'm fucking drinking for this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, I'm not lying. For those of you guys listening to this, job perks. It's the first thing at the top of the listing. Free membership for you and partner or spouse. Also, you get a gym to train at. They literally wrote that in. The job perk of working at a gym as a manager and a coach, is a gym to train at. And then, but don't worry, guys. I know that one kind of kicked people, you know, kind of kicks you in the dick if you're thinking of applying for this job. But don't worry, because then you also get to be part of an awesome community. I wish 
if I if I got a genie, I just bumped into the genie lamp one day, I fucking gave it a little rubby rub and it came out, I swear to Christ, the very first wish would be, I hope that everybody in the fitness industry that uses the word community in this sense gets a feel gets like a solid like a 50 volt I don't know what's a 50 volts a lot but whatever a, a shock to the genitals and this is both vaginas and the peni I want both genders to get a fucking electric shock to their genitals every time they use this fucking word in this context community is not something you can gift someone you dumb fuck and I'm West Seattle, cross the West Seattle. I'm not calling you dumb fucks. I'm saying you, you fucks did something dumb is what I'm saying, okay? Part of an awesome community and a gym to train at. Okay, so we're starting off good. We're starting, I have not, I've, I've, I skimmed this. I, I gave it a quick look-see, but um, we're gonna be kind of going through this together for the first time. This is the job description for cross West Seattle for their gym manager and coach. CrossFit West Seattle is looking for a bright, organized, and dynamic gym manager slash CrossFit coach to join the team. The gym manager will, gym manager will have the exciting opportunity to support a growing local CrossFit gym and directly impact all areas of the business and members' gym experience. Excuse me. Hold on a second. Let me just... Let me get this straight. The gym manager... That's a role, the gym manager. We're all kind of thinking about how, like, okay, kind of like a GM, right? GM, gym manager. They're going to directly impact all areas of the business, all every all areas. By the way, for those of you not in the know, your gym does five things. There's five functions of the gym, five departments, if you will. Attract, marketing. Convert, sales. Deliver, which is the service on the floor. Collect, which is about product system productivity and HR, and then connect, which is retention. Those are the five things. And if you get to be, if you're the lucky motherfucker that is hired to be the gym manager or coach at CrossFit West Seattle, you get to do all of the areas of the business and the member experience. You get all of that on your plate for, what's this, 41600 up to 62,400 annually. That's the range. 41,600 up to 62,400. Awesome. It's a lot. So I read that I'm like, okay, well what does that mean? What is all the areas of the business? And then you start looking here and this is the thing when I skim this. So under job responsibilities they have all these bullet points. There is 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. That is 26 job responsibilities. 26. Let's read some of them. Coach six to eight CrossFit classes per week and be available for team coverage, which I guess means like if any of our other coaches call out. Daily communication with potential leads interested in the gym and respond to all lead test. They wrote test messages. It's okay. I typo too. I typo too. Text messages is what they meant within a 12-hour window. A 12-hour window? Huh. Okay. Um, for anybody in the, I'm going to wait for all you guys out there listening right now, in all of you guys with sales acumen, how long of a window should we be using to answer a text message? Or a lead? Anyone? Anyone? Well, there's no set real fucking number, but it sure as fuck is in 12, goddammit. 12 hour. Listen, if you could, if a lead comes in at 9 a.m., as long as you can get to it by about, you know, 8.30 p.m. after you've had your din-din and you're about to watch Netflix, if you can, you know, get around to that lead within that nice 12 hour window, that would really help us out here across the West Seattle as we continue to uh, what did they say? Grow a local CrossFit gym. This exciting opportunity to grow a local CrossFit gym. Get the fuck out. If you have a CRM during business hours, uh, we're talking minutes. Minutes. Okay? And if they're only coaching six to eight, cl eight classes per day, or I'm sorry, per week, six to eight classes per week, the fuck are they doing the rest of the time that they can't answer within minutes? 
Jesus fucking Christ. Um, follow up with individuals who attend free trial classes and discuss the next steps in joining the gym. So lead generation, or, yeah, or uh, lead nurture, I'm sorry. Manage and update the weekly coaching schedule on Wattify. Oh, God, any gym that uses Wattify, no offense. I just think Wattify is the biggest dumpster fire of software I've ever witnessed. No offense to Wattify, I just think you suck. Uh, and plan holiday schedules. So the gym manager is going to plan the holiday schedules. Okay, so now they're you know dealing a little bit in HR, a little bit in systems. They get the coaching HR, you know, this is all HR, sorry. Coaching schedules in Wattify and plan a holiday schedule. So that's an HR requirement. That would be what I'd call con, uh, uh, collect. Collecting productivity from your employees and efficiency from your systems. Manage members' announcements in Wattify. All right, now we're, now we're in the, the, the retention or the delivery aspect of it. They got to do that too. Maintain membership management from new membership signups, holds, and cancellations. All right, so now you got to handle all the new sales. Right, all the current members holding and canceling. So more client-facing work and lead-facing work. Draft semi-monthly. What the fuck is semi-monthly? Like some of the months, or sometimes throughout the month. I never. I like whenever I see like bi-annually. I don't know. Is that really? Is that every other year or twice a year? <sighs> Draft semi-monthly member newsletters for review. And execution. Hmm, okay. Have you ever made a really good newsletter? Like gone on Canva or MailChimp, created a template, figured out how to break out all the components of a newsletter. Like what should be in? And are we speaking to just leads? Or is this to actual prospects, people who came in? Or are we speaking to current customers? Because speaking to all three of them gets difficult. You can. It's called a catch-all newsletter. But it is harder to speak to all three. But you're going to draft this semi-monthly, eh, whatever, you know, every now and then, whenever you're feeling it, right? And in, the, uh, in between answering those leads every 12 fucking hours, if you created some member newsletters, that would be awesome. And, and for review. So who you were, who's reviewing this? I want you to create them to review, and then I want you to execute them. Like, you mean like push the schedule button? I, I, I just like, the way this was written, it just like, again, this is what happens when gym owners, small business owners who don't know shit about fuck when it comes to HR, do HR. Own gym, Facebook, and Instagram accounts and make daily gym member-related posts. Oh, God. Own, own, that's, that's quite the verb, own the gym, Facebook, and Instagram accounts and make daily gym member-related posts. And I bet you, if I followed up, they said, hey, would you mind sending me kind of your handbook for your, your branding guidelines, your tone and voice, the lexicon of your brand, the approved uses of the logo, the right the images, templates that you've used, and the copywriting you brought. Would you mind sending me so I could just see so that I could own the gym, Facebook, and Instagram accounts? They'd be like, uh, no, kiddo, I, what, no, what? Yeah, no saying that. Like, they wouldn't know what the fuck you were talking about. I guarantee it. Cross West Seattle, if I'm lying, and that's not true, send me a screenshot of what you have for this poor motherfucker who's going to take this job where you want them to own your gym, Facebook, and Instagram accounts and prove me wrong. I guarantee you what you're meaning is like, could you kind of like create our entire marketing system? Because like we've been really busy responding to leads in 12 hours. It's a, it takes a lot for us to respond to a lead in 12 hours, and I just haven't had the time to do this. But if I pay you $41,000 a year, could you, could you do that for me? I'm sure they could. Um, post new member announcements on the coach's Facebook page. There's a lot of Facebook pages to manage here. Manage Google review reach outs to members and drop-ins. Plan and, plan and manage all member engagement from member monthly challenges, member of the month, member milestones, and member gym personal records. Every time I say, if you guys are drinking at home, every time I say member or community, it's time to drink. So this one's going to finish this beer. Ah, delicious. All right, um, we're cracking another because we're not even done yet. This is fucking painful. All right, if you're wondering why I'm drinking at home, I'm drinking Pumpkin uh, by Southern Tier and then 2 Xmas. 
by Southern Tier. They've got a brewery down here in Charlotte, and it is exquisite. Plan and attend quarterly gym community events outside the gym. Plan and attend. Okay, so now we're doing like off-site event planning, social planning. Okay. Plan and coordinate the annual Battle on Admiral competition and the CrossFit Open Friday Night Lights. If you And trust me, I know this from seven years of owning a CrossFit gym. Planning the CrossFit Open, those are the, like, the, it was five Fridays of the year when I was an affiliate and participating. I would, I mean, there's so many things that are just horrible things I'd rather do than have to plan the CrossFit Open. I used to get so angry back in the day because all my colleagues, I would see, like, clients I was working with back then, like 2015, the revenue numbers just dipped for five weeks out of the year. Because, oh, we were so busy planning for the open, this thing that doesn't generate us any money, but and it is so frustrating to me. Coordinate and plan with the coaching team monthly gym clinics. What the fuck is a monthly gym clinic? Schedule and attend quarterly team meetings, draft team meeting agendas, and post team meeting notes. Are, are you hiring for the owner? <laughs> I, think, I think you spelled owner wrong. I think in, you, you put gym manager and coach, but I think you spelled owner wrong. Schedule and attend, create quarterly team meetings, quarterly, so four a year. Draft the team meeting agendas and post the team meeting notes on the CrossFit Facebook or the coach's Facebook page. That, that's probably generally something that like the CEO would do or maybe, maybe a high-skilled manager that also wasn't having to do the other 16 bullet points that we've gone through with being the marketing and the social event, and the retention, and the lead generation, oh, and the lead nurture, fuck. Keep the bathrooms clean and stocked. Oh, this poor bastard, whoever takes his fucking job. When you're not balls deep in uh, uh, member milestones, member gym personal records, member of the month, and member monthly challenges, and member Facebook groups, right? For all of you guys at home drinking four times now, you also have to clean the fucking toilets, Right? Because Sally came in after having a fucking afternoon Chipotle and decided to hit that early evening class, and she fucked shit up. Get in there with your Mr. Clean and let's go. Oh, but make sure you get to those leads within 12 hours. Clean the gym weekly, three to four times a week from vacuuming, mopping floors, and taking out the trash. Oh, and you have to clean the gym. And I bet you if I Google it, I'm not going to do it. Cross of West Seattle is probably a nice three, four, five, six thousand square foot gym. Um, oh God, I have to ask it now. I got to go on Google. How many, how many square feet is CrossFit West Seattle? Uh, the gym started in 800 square feet. Oh my God. West Seattle health club locally. Oh, that's 56. No, that's not them. Oh, I can't find it. West Seattle CrossFit. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. 4,400 square feet. It looks like this is from 2022, 4,400 square feet. Yeah. So you want this motherfucker to clean a 4,400 square foot gym three to four times per week. I love what guys, whenever you're doing a job description, don't give a fucking range. Tell them exactly. I want you to clean it four fucking times per week. I want you to clean that on Monday, Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday. And I want you to do it at 3 p.m. Give specifics. Eh, you know, semi-monthly, whenever you fucking feel like it. Maintain daily tidiness of the gym and mobility space. Oh, they have a mobility space. What For all of you guys listening that don't know what a mobility space is, that's when a CrossFit gym calls the really dirty, shitty corner with dust bunnies. And there's some foam rollers that looks like a dog's been chewing on them. Spoiler alert. A dog has been chewing on them. There's literally a dog that's been chewing on them. And um, there's some lacrosse balls that smell like fucking taint sweat. And they're in a, you know, they're probably in an orange Home Depot bucket that's got chalk and fucking dust all over it. But that, that's the mobility corner for any of you guys that are curious. It's a, it's a really nice gym amenity. Um, and ensuring equipment is put away in an organized fashion. Maintain the cleanliness of the outdoor gym space. Ooh, an outdoor gym space in West Seattle? That's probably lovely. It's probably fucking lovely with all the rain and the fucking mud and just, ugh, fuck. Uh, 
and fucking homeless people camped out shitting on the floor, fucking Antifa parties on the corner, whatever. Ensure all equipment is maintained, cleaned, working effectively, and batteries are changed. So you're also the fucking the equipment manager, which by the way, I guarantee there's a company in Seattle that for 180 bucks per month would do all of this professionally. Why? Because that person, remember go back to our X and Y axis that I don't know which is which, Competency is high because that's what they do. They repay, they they keep equipment up to date. Like they make sure it's oiled and batteries and all that shit. And the cost is going to be relatively low. It's just, but no, no, this guy should, this, this gym manager and coach should totally do this. Uh, manage monthly deep cleaning of the gym spaces and floors. So literally, I want to talk about this. There is uh, one here. Keep the bathrooms clean and stock daily. Clean the gym weekly. Maintain daily tightness. Maintain cleanliness of the gym floor. Ensure all equipment is maintained. Main, manage monthly deep cleaning of the gym. Wash and fold towels. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bullet points out of the 20 fucking whatever that are, that are in here just on cleaning. Remember that fulfillment and compensation that we were talking about earlier? Where do you think the fulfillment lies in this job here at CrossFit West Seattle? It's fucking, it it is way below sea level. I remember uh, Isaac, my GM. I remember when I was, uh, because, you know, our gym space was big. We're like 7,000 square feet. And I was getting new equipment quotes, or I'm sorry, commercial cleaning quotes, because the commercial cleaners we use were just being pieces of shit. And I remember being like, fuck, I can, if I cut this in half, because it was something like four grand a month. And I'm like, all right, what if I cut that in half? Hey, Isaac, for an extra two grand a month to your salary, would you clean the gym at night the five days a week they do? And I remember looking me dead in the face and be like, there's literally no amount of money you could pay me to fucking clean the gym. And I don't blame her. She didn't go to career day when she was fucking nine and be like, I can't wait to clean a gym and vacuum up and push a bulldog scrubber. No one wants to do that fucking job especially for 40-some thousand fucking dollars a year that you're going to pay them. Good God, fucking hire a cleaning company or less expensive, and I think is actually a really good thing to do. There are plenty of underprivileged people, very low skill, no education, that could do it. They would really like that job. They would do a, probably a great job at it because it's low-skill labor, and you'd be providing a, a livelihood to someone that's having a hard time finding anywhere else. Like, you know, you got to worry about them, you know, fucking doing crack in the corner of your fucking whatever or, you know, starting a revival. I don't, like, you got to worry about those kind of things if you go that route. But I guarantee you there's plenty of people. Like, I, I know a guy, um, oh, fuck, was the name of the gym? They had a men's shelter that where these people were recovering addicts and stuff like that, and he employed them to clean. And these guys were so grateful for the fucking job. And it was such a good thing. It was low-cost labor. They did a great job. He was, you know, he felt good about what he was doing. But no, make this poor fuck <laughs> clean your entire... Oh, this is... God. Keep merchandise area stock. Charge all members merchandise. Send weekly, monthly membership metric ports to the gym owner. Oh, there is a gym owner. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought we were into... We were hiring for the gym owner. Own and tackle weekly special projects from... In- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, this last bullet point, there's no way this person who typed this up didn't triple check and be like, I don't know, should I say this last one? Own and tackle weekly special projects from that range from installing new security cameras and setting up the new gym laptop and stereo system. Own and tackle random weekly special projects from installing new security cameras and setting up the new gym laptop and stereo system. Hey, my wife got me a Sonos for Christmas. Can you get these bitches set up, gym manager coach? (laughs) I'm sorry. This is so fucking funny. Um, I told you guys it'd be bad. So like, and for, again, across the West Seattle, I feel really shitty shitting on you, but someone has to, you're providing a great, I, hopefully this is a being educational for you, right? I charge a lot of money for this typically. Um, but hopefully like you're helping other people whose 
I guarantee you're not the only one across West Seattle. You're not. The, I guarantee you this looks like so many other micro gyms. And now, due to uh, the sharing of yours publicly and allowing me to make commentary on it, um, it's not really allowing. I didn't. I didn't ask. But you know, uh, me making commentary on it, uh, other people are going to learn, and maybe you did too. So maybe you know, don't send me any death threats. Job requirements: two to four years of working in a gym environment, preferably a CrossFit gym. Because we would prefer you to have zero fucking <laughs> education on how to do systems or how a proper company should be run. So if you could, please, if you could preferably come from a CrossFit gym so that your number one question in the interview is, well, what kind of programming do you do? That, that's what we would enjoy. We would enjoy that. Previous coaching experience, preferably in a CrossFit gym, an active L CrossFit L1, and but a CrossFit L2 is a plus. <laughs> Maybe we get a bonus. Maybe we make, oh, I don't know, $64,000 a year. Um, excellent multitasker and a self-directed go-getter. Strong organizational skills. Strong interpersonal skills. Willingness and aptitude to tackle a wide range of complex challenges like setting up security cameras and the new gym laptop. <laughs> <laughs> effective in collaborative environment. Oh, uh, collaborative environment. This is the only motherfucker working here. Are you shitting? There, I'm convinced nobody else is going to work at CrossFit West Seattle. This job posting is literally the org chart is like the owner with in a square lying down another square, and it's just this poor bastard. You're the only employee because there is no way there is any other room for another employee to do anything because you've literally named everything that has to be done in the business. Job benefits. <laughs> okay. This is okay. Hold on. <laughs> Job benefits. General schedule is Monday through Friday and occasional weekends. That's not a job benefit. Well, here we go. So now we get to the good part, Sally. All right. Now I get to tell you all about the benefits of working here at CrossFit West Seattle as the gym manager slash coach. You get to generally work every Monday through Friday and occasional weekends. So occasionally you get to be here every fucking day. If that doesn't get your dick from six to midnight, Sally, I don't know what will. Like, that, that's, I, there's probably a part in here like under require, like uh, under job requirements, like availability to work X, right? Or in job responsibilities, available to work Monday through Friday, blah, 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 you know, uh, 38 weeks out of the year, whatever you're with your PTO. <laughs> First off, there's no PTO. Never mind. I, this, there's no way there's PTO here. But, um, and occasional weekends, again, don't give these jelly. Well, every now and then, if I decide to, you know, go uh, to a fucking Everlast cover band concert on a Friday, get a little fucked up, I might need you to cover. And uh, so some occasional weekends might happen. Um, yeah. Daily work hours generally, <laughs> generally from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Apart from morning and evening class coverage. Holy fuck. Do you, do you realize what this says? So your daily work hours is 8 a.m. to 4. Let's, let's do it together, guys. Do it with me. 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. That is an eight-hour day. Apart from the morning and evening classes, and I bet you if we went to their website, which I can't, I don't have enough beer here with me. We, we are not going to their website. There's morning classes. Let's say there's two hours of morning classes and two hours of evening classes. We just went from an eight-hour shift to a 10-hour shift. Wait, no, a fucking 12-hour shift. Holy shit. So don't worry. Literally, do not worry. Part of the job benefits here that you get to work every Monday through Friday. Occasionally, you'll have to work the weekends, and you're going to work 12 hours a day, making $42,000 a year and having to install my brand new ring cameras that my my uh, Graham Graham got me for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god free gym membership for you and your but, but there's a free gym membership for you and your spouse and partner but really 
uh, your spouse and partner is going to have to help out because there's fucking no way you're going to get all this shit done yourself. You're essentially, Cross West Seattle is going to pay this poor motherfucker and then create an indentured servant out of whoever they're partnered with because there's no way anybody gets this list of shit done in a given week. Use of gym space outside of the regularly scheduled class times. Use of gym space. Yeah. So they can fucking set up the gym laptop. What are they going to use the gym space outside of? What are they going to do? Like, it'd be one thing if you said the ability to use our space for personal training and not have to pay any, like, for, for, you know, without having to pay a kickback. Maybe that would be a job benefit. But you get to use our space when, you're going to have fucking Cinderella fucking cleaning the goddamn gym six hours of the day based on this job description. Use of the free space. A gas stipend when running gym-related errands. Oh, my God. Bonus potential for all leads converted to members and on monthly membership. But you don't outline it, which is fucking immature. Additional job responsibilities and business acumen growth available during employment. We signed up for two brain. Like, I, what? What is this fucking, what are you going to teach them about business acumen based on this job description? This is literally, ChatGPT could not have created a, like, ChatGPT would have killed this job description and this posting. This was literally written by someone who's been doing CrossFit far too long and still just has never taken the fucking time to step out of the Oh, well, I'm a small, I'm a small business owner and this is what I do and I don't need to learn anything else. This is how we do it here. Like this is where this comes from, at least my perception of it. I'm literally just an asshole on the other side of the country making a fucking, making content and, and picking this apart is how I see it. I mean, everything I'm saying here is 100% how I feel and I could be 100% wrong, but that's okay. I'm allowed to have a fucking opinion on this and I would tell you this. This job description is one of the worst things I've ever seen. I've seen some bad ones. This one here is the LeBron James of dog shit job postings. And it it needs um it needs work. Cross West Seattle, I'll literally get on here's the thing is for me, I, I've been busting your balls this entire time. You send me a DM, I will literally get on a call with you for free and help you walk through how to unfuck this web. I swear to Christ, shoot me a DM. I've got nothing but love for you. Again, it's not you. You're just the one I picked on. This is a lot of gyms out there, a lot of small business owners. The pay range is $20 to $30 per hour dependent upon experience and qualifications. And CrossFit West is an equal opportunity employer encouraging diversity in the workplace. Of course you are. You're in Seattle. Um, all right, so that one, that was that. Here, I'm going to, I'm. how long has this been going? Do I have a timer here? Uh, one hour and two minutes. Holy fuck. All right. So this is the one that I liked. This is, this is on a indeed. And, uh, you know, coincidentally, this is someone I've had the pleasure of interviewing. Um, Mr. Daniel Davidson over at CrossFit mainline in Pennsylvania or outside, I'm sorry, out of Philly. Uh, if you look at this job posting, this is a CrossFit managing partner. That's the job title. Pay is between similar. It's between 42 and 60,000 a year. But he starts off, he's got the benefits laid out here. He does 401ks, 401k matching, uh, employee discounts, flexible schedule, flex time, I don't know what that is, life insurance, paid time off, parental leave, uh, professional development. Um, and I know that because I know he works with my boy uh, Evan Lindsay, so I'm sure his team gets involved in that as well. Exciting opportunity alert, CrossFit managing partner wanted. Are you passionate about fitness, community, and creating a positive impact? Do you have to drive to lead, inspire, and empower others? If you thrive in high-energy environments and love the idea of transforming lives, we have the perfect role for you. So this CrossFit managing partner, uh, he talks about him. And again, if you're not familiar with Mainline, go listen to that podcast. They've been going around and doing bolt-on gyms. They essentially buy up – they essentially create financial incentives for gyms that are going out of business to essentially send members into their gym. He's got several, many locations in PA. I forget how many. Um, but he's, he, the kid's one hell of an, not a kid. The guy's one hell of an operator. I'm 38 years old. And I fucking call everybody a kid now, apparently. Um, responsibilities are laid out nice. The requirements and his requirements here are not hard line. This is the one where, you know, I'm kind of curious. Like I like to see, I do like to see like hard line requirements. Like this job is going to require 
between, you know, uh, you know, an estimated 45 hours per week, give or take, or this will require exactly 35 hours a week managerially, 15 hours a week technician based. I like hardline stuff. Like he's got requirements are passion, leadership, experience, communication, entrepreneurial spirit, certifications. Cool. I personally like to see very specific requirements when you're listening. I think you're going to get more response because someone looks at this like, what the fuck? Like requirements, passion? Yeah, sure. I'm passionate. I'm passionate about fucking making money. So there's some things here I could, you know, I got critique on, but overall I thought this was really well done. Benefits are generalized here. Um, and they, you know, he really gets kind of like into the qualities of the person here. You know, uh, this position is the glue that holds our community together. We are looking for a rock star CrossFit coach. So I guess now I'm kind of confused. Is he getting a coach or is this a managerial position? It's full time, eight hour shifts. It seems like this is a coach. Um, but fuck a coach who's making 42 to 60,000 a year. Not bad. And 401k. Fuck, compared to the West Seattle gym, I mean, that motherfucker is going to literally be working there 22 hours a day to make this money. Schedule eight-hour shifts, not 12, like you have to do in Seattle, eight hours. Um, bonus opportunities, blah, blah. So again, this was this was an example I thought of a better one. There's probably things here I could, I would, I have a preference on, but compared to the previous one, this CrossFit Mainline one is, uh, in my opinion, this is uh, night and day difference. So in closing, all right, for everyone that stuck around, thank you so much. Um, again, I, if you guys like these video ones where I'm doing all this fucking shit on the screen and you're watching or enjoying it or staring at your Spotify while you're driving your kids to school, parent of the year, uh, let me know. I will keep doing these. Otherwise, if you just listen on the audio and you enjoyed it, please just shoot me a, a DM. Let me know what you thought. Hopefully this was helpful. And uh, if this stuff is all, you know, kind of mystified, this is stuff you don't understand, Shoot me a DM on Instagram or spend 50 bucks in a row at Micro Gym University and blow your fucking mind with some basic business knowledge as to how to do this in a way that doesn't suck. Guys, I love you. Until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.